Hello and welcome to Spit Take Studios where we talk about Disney characters, anime, sex, and now with the expanded Spit Take Studios we talk about reviews. We talk about Netflix shows, movies, TV shows, TV specials, crossover events, and anything in between. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Spit Take Studios. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Spit Take Studios. And you guys can also email us at Spit Take Studios just in case you have any business inquiries to talk about. But today, I'm here by myself as one of our new special things that we're doing to the channel, which is, insert drum roll please, I'll do that in post-editing, uh, we are going to be talking about Joker, yes, um, the 2019 Joker movie starring Golden Globe winner Joaquin Phoenix. Now, this movie going into it i had zero expectations i had no expectations on who the joker was going to be i had no expectations on what joker they were trying to feed me all i knew was i like the joker in every other dc movie i should like this one and let me tell you i love them i love this interpretation this iteration no matter what you want to say about it i absolutely 100 percent love this joker just from the beginning of the movie we can see that arthur fleck is not having a good day he is having issues at his work his co-workers are kind of dissing him on the side about his comedy he's just not having it at all i believe one of the first scenes that we see is the sign scene from the trailer is uh you know he's going out and he's flipping the sign and these kids run up and start you know beating him up and they take his sign and they end up beating him up with the sign and then he gets accused of of stealing the sign you know and while i was watching this movie i was like common sense my guy like who wants a stupid sign but i mean that's that's how the world works i guess he's accused of uh stealing the sign and if he doesn't repay him back for the sign he's gonna lose his job when one of his co-workers comes and he says hey you need to protect yourself out there and he gives him a gun arthur's next performance is at a children's hospital and a gun flies out of his pocket which is unfortunate, and he ends up getting fired. The next scene that we see is Arthur stomping out his boss, or what it could be, I guess. And fun fact, during that stomp out scene when he's stomping out his performance, or his, he's stomping out his boss, I believe he ends up like twisting his ankle or something like that, or like he broke a toe. Some like serious issue that he kept rolling with, so shout out to Joaquin Phoenix. But uh, throughout the entire movie, we see dramatic events like this happen. Like his mother throughout the entire movie is so hopeful that all of her letters that she's been writing to Thomas Wayne will will mean something and he'll he'll, you know, shower them in riches or, you know, he'll help them get out of the slummy place that they're living. And it's later revealed that his mother thinks that Thomas Wayne could be Arthur Fleck's father, which means Batman and Joker would be related, question mark. Later on, it is revealed that uh, Alfred and Thomas Wayne both believe that Arthur's mother is absolutely insane, that she was a, a delusional patient who was in love with Thomas Wayne and never got the chance to actually be around him because she was just a cleaner. Uh, Arthur then goes on this like mini quest to kind of figure out what the truth is, and he ends up stealing his mother's files from Arkham Asylum. And it is true. His mother is absolutely insane. Um, and so all that hope that he had that maybe 
just maybe there's a little hope for his family is now gone and it is uh later that his mother gets sick i believe she has a stroke because of arthur's yelling and screaming um she has a stroke because of the argument that they get into and then she's in the hospital but while she's in the hospital he's not alone his across the hall neighbor zoe magically falls in love with arthur and she's you know she has a kid and they start going on dates and she's sitting there with him uh over uh over watching his mother and they you know reading newspapers together and they're having a glorious grand time and i believe um you know he he comes home one day after a very very bad day yet again he comes home and he goes into her apartment and sits down and i do believe that this is one of the most powerful scenes in the entire movie he sits down and she comes out of her room startled she's scared out of her mind and she goes you're the guy from down the hall right arthur look i have a daughter in the other room so if you could leave i don't know what you want but don't hurt us and he says, I had a really bad day. And he leaves. And later on, you know, a scene later, we hear an ambulance. So we don't know if he killed Zoe or not. But it is revealed that all of the scenes, including Arthur and Zoe, you know, them sitting in the diner, them sitting and uh, looking at the newspapers together, and them having romantic relations, they were all in his head. Which it really puts you on edge for the rest of this movie because you don't know what is true and what's not true. It blurs the line between reality and fact. Um, we see Arthur occasionally go to his therapist and she keeps asking him, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And he's, he just responds. He goes, I'm never happy. And I think one of the takeaways from this movie, one of the big things that I got you know, coming out of this was sympathy. I sympathized with the Joker so much on this movie and like it's insane to think because we all know how the joker is in the movies you know we've seen if you've ever seen the dark knight if you've ever seen even the old um batman and robin tv show we know that the joker is absolutely insane we know that he's a psychopath that he is a sociopath he's not a great person but to walk out of this movie and think to yourself huh i relate to the guy i feel for the guy that is some powerful powerful writing um, obviously, we have the introduction of a young Bruce Wayne. I don't think that we'll ever see a Batman and Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix and Bruce have such an age difference that if you were to kind of fast forward and make Bruce Wayne Batman, he'd be like 25 fighting a 40-something-year-old Joker. So I don't think it would be uh, a good idea for them to introduce Batman. But I do believe that the Joker is getting a sequel, so I cannot wait for that. Um, going back to the movie, though, we see his co-worker, um, we see that the gun is used to kill some Wall Street thugs. And this is one of the first moments that I sympathize with Arthur because he ends up killing them and runs away, obviously, as you do after you kill someone. You, you know, He runs away and he is in a bathroom and he starts doing this like ballet dance. And it's one of the first moments in the movie where he has complete control and complete confidence in himself and it is outstanding. I was actually really happy to see this. I know the circumstances was that he killed someone, but there's a little part of you that kind of relates. You know, you you know, there's a part of all of us that wishes that we were that confident. Not obviously after we kill someone, but you know, f to watch someone have so much insecurity throughout the you know the 20 minutes or half hour that we saw this, and then there's like a light that you know there's like a light bulb that turns on. There's a, a 
a switch that gets flipped and we see an entirely new Arthur and it is absolutely insane how relatable this scene was. Um, it's later revealed that, you know, the police officers obviously know what the gun was, what the bullets were, so they start kind of following Arthur, they start chasing Arthur a little bit, and his co-worker who gave him the gun goes up and he goes, hey, we need to get our story straight, we really need to figure out, you know, what we're going to tell the police, and it's this really big, like, super tall kind of fat guy and a midget because obviously they're all clowns you know that was arthur's job was he's a clown he was a street clown so obviously there's a midget and a you know a fat guy and arthur grabs a pair of uh, he grabs a pair of scissors before confronting them you know he invites them in his house and in one of the most joker moments ever as he's trying to explain the story that they're going to tell the police he stabs him in the neck and then he stabs him in the eye and as uh his co-worker the smaller one is freaking out he goes you can go you were always nice to me and arthur has two locks on his door the door lock and then like a hinge but it's too it's too high for him to reach so arthur covered in blood walks over unlocks the top lock lets him go and then shuts the door and proceeds about his day and i loved it i genuinely laughed and i know i shouldn't but I thought that was one of the most Joker-esque moves that he's pulled throughout this entire movie. Um, his whole thing is he wants to be a comedian. You know, he takes Zoe to this comedy bar, or at least we think he takes Zoe to this comedy bar, and he starts doing a couple jokes. And because of his illness, uh, it is revealed early on that he has a mental disability that makes him uncontrollably laugh and i never thought about the joker like that i never thought that the joker's laughing was a mental disorder i thought it was just he's a crazy guy he's kooky but no it i thought about it as a mental disorder and it's you know it's it's what's the driving point for a lot of actions in this movie and it puts the joker in a very new perspective for me and i really like that but nonetheless he um he wants to be in this uh comedy bar so he starts telling a couple jokes, but he can't get the joke through. He can't finish the line because he keeps laughing because he's nervous. Well, he gets the joke through, and no one laughs. He gets the second joke through, no one laughs. He gets the third joke through, and we start to hear some audience commotion. We start to hear laughter, and then it moves on to the next scene. It's believed that he bombed on that. It's believed that he is absolutely terrible, but... Um, the talk show host, a talk show host that him and his mom bonded over, they hit him up. They say, hey, you bombed so bad that I have to have you on my show so that the audience and the rest of the world can see you. Well, he obviously says yes because he doesn't know that he's being made fun of. So he goes on the show, and I feel like a lot of people didn't like this, but uh, the producers come in, and he says, hey, before you go out there, can you introduce me by my stage name? And they go, what is that? And they go, Joker. A little on the nose, but I liked it. I think if you watch the entire movie and you see kind of that he's the one being made fun of for the entirety of the movie, and now he's taking that name. He's taking something that was used as a negative towards him and using it as a positive, it's kind of nice. I mean, if you think about it, um, if you think about it uh, for you anime watchers out there, the name Deku in My Hero Academia is used to describe an idiot or someone who's dumb. And so 
obviously our main character Midoriya starts using Deku as his hero name instead because he's taking that name and he's turning it into something positive. And I liked that. Obviously, we're not using it in something positive in this manner, but he ends up going on and his intent is to kill himself. He wants to shoot himself. And at the very last second, he changes his mind and he ends up killing the TV show host and he goes on this gigantic rant because killing those Wall Street guys allowed the underbelly, the people in poverty of Gotham to really understand that they had a they had a voice. You know, they really uh, got a chance to say, hey, look at this. These Wall Street guys got killed and everyone's losing their mind. But if one of us die, no one cares. In a great callback to The Dark Knight, when uh, Heath Ledger's Joker says, you know, if a truck full of soldiers goes out and they blow up, nobody bats an eye. But if one little mayor, one little police police commissioner goes missing, then everyone loses their goddamn mind. And I absolutely love that mantra. I love that kind of uh, logic from the Joker is that if one person dies, it should mean the same as somebody else dying. This movie was phenomenal. Again, I walked out having so much sympathy for a character who's an absolute psychopath. Now, obviously, I can't relate to any of the actions that the Joker did, but it's 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 the same thing with the um, with the Ted Bundy movie, the Ted Bundy Netflix movie, extremely wicked, vile, evil, Mr. Handsome Ted Bundy. I don't know the title of it, but it's the same thing of that where a lot of people didn't like that movie because they thought it was a misinterpretation of Ted Bundy. They said, oh, he should be creepy and he should be, you know, disturbing to look at. And that's not the case. I think the movie wanted to put the audience in the eyes of and of the shoes of the victims and of the media at the time. And the media and the victims being the women, they all thought that he was an attractive dude. You know, how could this attractive, handsome, suave guy be a killer? Obviously, we know he is, and he was. And that's the same thing with the Joker. Walking out of this movie, I was like, wow, it really just takes one bad day to have everything go to shit. I'm very, very glad this movie is getting a sequel. I'm very, very audio issues audio issues audio issues every single time but anyway um i'm very very glad that this movie is getting a sequel and i'm very very happy that joaquin phoenix won best actor for a um motion picture or something like that one of those two and i'm very very glad that he dedicated this uh that that award to heath ledger because i think that you know every joker cough cough jared leto i think every joker should take inspiration from that but like i said very very excited that he it's getting a sequel um and very very excited to see what this character can do i don't know if i want a trilogy um just yet you know but we'll get there but again this kind of stuff uh this kind of stuff is going to be coming to the podcast and coming to the channel as a whole a lot more um and also we are making a very big switch we're making the switch over to Podbean. yes that is pod bean uh, B-E-A-N, um, because then you guys can actually listen to our podcast live as we are recording them. Yes, you guys can listen to our podcast, you guys can comment, um, and do all the other stuff. You guys can follow us on all of our social media, at Spit Take Studios, and like I said, a lot of our content is going to be pushed over to Podbean, so if you guys want to go to the Podbean website and subscribe to us, or if you guys want to go to uh, the iOS or the Google Play Store, you guys can download the Podbean app and you know, you guys can leave us likes, you guys can comment on our episodes, like our episodes, it's very, very simple, but yes, hopefully next time we record a podcast, it'll be live, these reviews are going to start pumping out a lot more, because 
I think everyone likes reviews and everyone likes a discussion. And sometimes, you know, you can't discuss a, a two and a half hour movie with your best friend, but you guys can definitely discuss it with us. Like I said, you guys can tweet us, email us, you guys can download it any and all podcast app to listen to us because your support is greatly appreciated i have been your host not joined by my co-host this time but she's gonna have her own review up later this week and i will see you guys next time thank you guys so much like i said follow us on all of our social media at spit take studios this has been the joker 2019 movie review and i will see you guys next time